as you listen to the news, it's really hard to escape the fact that a lot of people are reporting of an impending recession. And perhaps this may come across as tone deaf, but recessions are natural, even though they are painful. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the human side of money because success with money is never just about the numbers. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons, and I'm really, really glad you've taken the time to spend some time with me today. And hey, before we dive into today's episode, I just want to say again, a big old thank you. At the end of each episode, I invite you to rate this podcast and to leave a review. And I just wanted to shout out those of you who have taken the time to do just that. As of this recording, we have 4.8 out of five stars and 22 written reviews. And some of them are nice, long, and juicy. So thank you again for taking the time to share what's resonating with you. It's affirming. I appreciate your feedback and I appreciate you. Now on to today's show. These days, you cannot turn on the news or scroll social media without hearing or reading the word recession. And when you hear it, your immediate response might be one of fear. Or you might begin to wonder if you should start feeling fearful about the economy, especially your personal economy. I tend to get frustrated by the reporting on recessions. Not because I'm unaware of the financial challenges periods of recessions can present for families, for businesses, large and small, for industries, and for the government. But because the doom and peril tends to be all that is reported. Now, perhaps this is intentional because it might come across as tone deaf to do otherwise and to remind everyone Although painful, recessions are natural. There is a flow to economic activity and its indicators, real gross domestic product, income, employment, manufacturing, and retail sales. Naturally, all of these ebb and flow due to any combination of factors. And on the off chance you didn't know, The National Bureau of Economic Research, NBER, defines a recession as a significant decline in economic activity that is spread across the economy and lasts more than a few months. The NBER, by the way, also determines when a recession starts and when it ends. On Friday, June 10th, it was reported that inflation as measured by the Consumer Price Index, hit a whopping 8.6%, the highest increase since 1981. For context, the inflation rate averaged 3.2% from 1914 to 2022. Concerns about inflation are heightening concerns about a recession. 
So much so that to cool, quote unquote, things down, on Wednesday, June 15th, the Fed raised interest rates by three quarters of a percentage point, or as we like to say in the industry, 75 basis points. But did you know that within the last 52 years, we've had seven recessions? Pulling from a post by the website, The Balance, here's a snapshot as per, again, the National Bureau of Economic Research. 1970, that recession lasted from December 1969 to November 1970. 1973 to 1975, that recession lasted from November 1973 to March 1975. 1980 to 1982. One recession within that time period lasted from January to June of 1980, and then from July 1981 to November 1982. 1990 to 1991. That one lasted from July 1990 to March 1991. 2001 lasted from March to November, and 2008 to 2009 lasted from December 2007 until June 2009. And then 2020, that one lasted from the first quarter of 2020 to November of 2020. If you took the time to dig into the details of what triggered each recession that I just mentioned, most of the same indicators were affected, but the factors leading up to it were varied and unique. So let me highlight three. For example, 1973 to 1975, that recession was triggered by the OPEC oil embargo and policies of the Nixon administration. Unemployment peaked at 9%. Whereas the 2008 and 2009 recession, that was triggered by the subprime mortgage and banking credit crisis. Unemployment peaked at 10%. And we all know what sparked the 2020 recession, which caused unemployment to peak at 14.7%. In June of 2022, none of us can escape the fact that it costs more to live our daily lives than it did this time last year. Your grocery bill is higher, a tank of gas is higher, and the cost of living for both renters and buyers is more expensive, thereby increasing the talk and concern about whether a recession is on the horizon. So I get there may be little solace derived from reminding or remembering, I should say, that in 52 years, we've had seven recessions, yet I think it is a fact worth keeping in mind, along with this fact. May's unemployment was 3.6% and job growth remains strong, aka these are really hopeful signals. 
So as I think of reminders to share with you as there's this conversation going on about the recession, here's one. This is a reminder for you and me by way of that brief timeline that I've shared with you that context and circumstances matter. Just as the context and circumstances influenced when a recession occurred, how long it lasted, how quote unquote deep it was, context and circumstances matter when it comes to the decisions, financial and otherwise, that you and I make. Just as our policymakers and CEOs need to manage a delicate balance of looking back for guidance, facing the present day facts, and making decisions for the future that aren't entirely based on what worked or didn't in the past, you and I need to do likewise. Because even when the indicators remain static, the environment doesn't. I have a few more reminders for you. This next one is about expectations. I just shared four of the 12 recessions that happened in the 20th century and the three we've had thus far in the 21st century. As you listened, what did you notice about the timeline? Did you pick up that there's at least one recession in every decade and they happen almost every six years or so? Given this pattern, why do we always seem to be surprised then when recessions happen? Yes, we may be caught off guard by the timing or the specific triggers or the length of time. But really, at this point in our economic, business, and political history, we really should expect a recession to happen. And therefore, we should manage our cash flow and debt and investments accordingly. Because, folks, nothing, and I do mean absolutely nothing grows unbounded for an indefinite period of time. So another reminder for you and me is this, expect things to go off the rails and plan accordingly. And by the way, this isn't about being pessimistic. It's about being prepared for multiple outcomes, including one where you don't get what you most want. I've got a third reminder for you, restraint. Economists often debate whether falling consumer confidence sparks a recession or if it is in response to one. And this debate will likely continue because of how humans behave. For example, consumers being fearful even when economic conditions are relatively strong, like right now. Just last week, in a Fortune article, Peter Atwater, an adjunct professor of economics at William & Mary said, in part, recessions are almost always preceded by some level of overconfidence. What struck me about this statement is the business and economic growth and expansion that occurred from November 2020 until January 2022. Some Fortune 100 to 500 companies experienced record sales and profits. The same is true for small businesses. And let's not forget, it continues still as of the recording of this episode in terms of businesses doing really, really well. 
And, you know, since the Fed increased interest rates, the market was up yesterday. It is down significantly. It has just been going up and down, fluctuating significantly. And today it is taking a significant beating. But here's what we have to keep in mind. It crossed the 30,000 threshold on November 23rd, 2022, and recorded a historic high of 36,799.65 to be precise in January of this year. So you might see the value of your investments go down, but reminder folks, now is a good time to buy. Buy low, sell high. And so I, I share all of this because even with the stock market experiencing, you know, its recent uh, declines and, and, and today's decline, as I'm recording this, it's like down almost 800 points. The record sales and profits and the market's performance sans, you know, a recent uh, weeks and days, all of these are seedlings of overconfidence. And one might even say perhaps a little bit of arrogance. And that leads me to the flip side, because in the midst of all of that, the personal savings rate has declined and is back to its September 2008 level of 4.4% after reaching a high of 10.5% in July of 2021. And this is according to the Bureau of Economic Analysis. So we've got savings declining, spending though remains strong, yet debt is beginning to increase. And when things are going well, it can be really hard not to get swept up in the momentum of it all. It can be hard to create and stick with guardrails that invite you to practice the discipline of restraint. So folks, restraint is the other reminder. Recessions may be natural, and I personally hope that even with the volatility that's in the stock market and you know, where the inflation numbers are, I really do hope that we are not on the heels of having a recession, at least not right now. However, if it turns out that we are already in it, which may be the case, or it's just around the corner, well then let's be intentional. Let's use this time right now to focus on the big picture. One potential positive spin of the doom and gloom reporting on an impending recession are the things that it invites you and me to pay attention to, such as focus on building your cash reserves personally. And if you own a business or are an entrepreneur, you definitely need to do this. Another thing, getting clear or clearer about your goals, both short-term and long-term. And then here's one more thing to pay attention to, not making or taking dramatic decisions and actions solely based on short-term pain and inconvenience. It can be hard to keep the big picture in focus when every day you're getting bombarded with the message, the recession is coming, the recession is coming. Yet, for the sake of your financial and emotional health and wealth, it is a choice I hope that you'll make. Hey, footnote here. 
in a forthcoming episode, I plan to expand on this topic, especially when it comes to helping the elders in your life and how they are feeling and managing their money. Because depending upon their age, this might be triggering up all kinds of things for them. I can think of folks in my life that, you know, they were young, but they remember when the depression happened. I can also think of folks that remember the seventies and heck, I definitely, I was, I was a little kid when the, uh, 70s crisis was around and I didn't know it was a recession, but I remember conversations about the oil crisis happening in my household. And certainly anytime after that, you know, in the 80s and in uh, undergrad, in the 90s, in grad school, um, and clearly, you know, from 2008 on. So uh, yeah, the elders in your life have seen a lot and they might be really, really freaked out about now. And so I've got some thoughts on how you can help them navigate that. So I'll be back uh, again with an episode on that. It won't be next week. I'm going to talk about Juneteenth next week. Um, but in a subsequent episode, I want to continue today's conversation. Well, that is it for today. And as always, I thank you for listening all the way until the end. If today's episode sparked an aha or reflection, I'd love to hear more. So please send me a DM on Instagram. And if you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast or perhaps this particular episode, please share it so we can reach more people. And if you are on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to leave a rating and a review because we do in fact read them. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Again, thank you for listening today. I'll be back next week. I hope you will too. Until then, remember, it's about more than money. Thank you.